Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the Lakers Lowdown, I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, I'm not nervous. Are you nervous? I'm not nervous. Nervous. Who could possibly be nervous? I'm not. Uh, stop asking me if I'm nervous. I said I'm not nervous. All right, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I'm not. I don't even know where I'm going with this podcast. Legitimately. I hit record. All right, so the Lakers played in a final series a couple seasons ago. They have played in another playoff series since, but they were not supposed to win that one, and then everybody got hurt, and it just wasn't... Like, the games didn't feel as important as as this one. This is, you know, the latest... And look, when you compare where the Lakers are right now, you know, on the verge of uh, beating the second best team from the Western Conference in terms of record, uh, you know, <laughs> from, compare that to where they came from, where at one point they were 2-10 and 10 and had, you know, zero chance, it seemed like at that point, of doing, you know, making the playoffs, let alone doing something should they get there. Um, it, you know, you should feel like you're playing with house money. But also... You're looking at it, if, the way that I'm kind of looking at it is we're watching LeBron like very clearly show signs of slowing down in these playoffs, right? He has tried to rear, buck, rear back and fire that fastball and come up empty, you know. Uh, now, you know, you can point to the foot and Harrison's theory is that you know, he, he is a little under the weather. Um and and there might be any number of other things going on, but he's 38 years old. Like what it, what it comes down to when when you see LeBron not able to turn the corner on Xavier Tillman, that's 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 him getting old. That's him. You know, Father Time has actually set in. Father Time is as he does with every single other person on the face of the planet, winning slowly. Obviously, in this case, significantly more slowly than with every other person ever, basically. But uh, but eventually, Father Time is going to win. And and so, like, while it should feel like, yeah, Lakers are, are should be playing with house money, we should be, you know, thrilled that the Lakers were in this spot in the first place. You can't feel that way with LeBron because you don't know necessarily that he's going to be this, even this kind of healthy by the time this opportunity to present itself again. Um, that's why, you know, I, I, I still kind of wonder if it wasn't worth an extra first round pick at the beginning of the season or, or back at last off season to get something done quickly 
and be able to build a team and, and have a little bit more margin for error than the Lakers had in these off in, in this uh, postseason, right? Lakers had to play an extra game. Uh, the Lakers have had to, you know, they'll have to play. If this thing goes seven, they will have had to play an extra game on the road. Um, you know, they, they, if they had been better earlier this season, they maybe could have relaxed a little bit down the stretch of the season rather than having to go into a sprint as you get into the, as, as you're supposed to be like <laughs> freshening up for the postseason. the Lakers were like, no, we have, we have zero margin for error here. You, you just got to get in. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that all of these kind of thoughts and ideas are just kind of crashing onto me right now and, and rolling over me like a wave out down there at Crystal Cove where that, uh, where you have that, that crazy, uh, shore break. Like this is just, this is all a, a, a very fascinating, excruciating experience going into tonight. And I'm trying to contextualize it, but there is so much going on simultaneously that it's, that is damn near impossible. So what I'm going to try to do is, you know, again, look at this from a macro sense and then kind of hone in on, on some. And by the way, lose tonight. There is no winning the series. That's it. <laughs> uh, you lose the you lose this one. You have to travel another, you know, three thousand miles or whatever it is to to go back to Memphis and play on a day's rest. Uh, that's just it's not happening. So everything from a macro standpoint, again, the Lakers uh, in this predicament, you know, they still do have this in front of them very real chance at winning this thing tonight and moving on and and facing probably golden state in in round two a matchup that you feel i wouldn't go so far as to say confident but maybe optimistic about uh because of some matchups that you have at some important positions and and then you kind of you know you see how things go in the phoenix and denver series and if it's Phoenix, they are so thin that you think, you know, they're they're just as one injury away-ish as the Lakers are. And if it's Denver, the Lakers beat them in a series the last time the two teams uh, met up. So, you, you know, you do have a very real chance here. Then you have, you know, Boston, you know, barely beats uh, Atlanta last night and uh, did so in a game six that probably didn't need to happen. Atlanta beat them on their home court and uh, mollywopped them the game before. The Knicks don't exactly terrify me either. Philly has James Harden on their team, so as such, you're never particularly concerned about them. And and Miami <laughs> appears to be doing what they're doing with Black Magic. And the last time the Lakers saw Miami in the finals, that was the Lakers were up by 40 in game six. So... Like the Lakers have a real chance here at 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 doing something potentially, and and uh, and yet you know it, it all just kind of feels like you're you're balancing on on top of all of the plates that you know Red Panda balances in her halftime show, um, and, and the margin for error here feels so thin, and and of course it's going to feel thin. The Lakers are a seven seed that had to go through the play-in to become a seven seed. 
the Lakers were assembled mid-February. And in the time when they would be getting reps and figuring things out, LeBron got hurt. D'Angelo Russell was absent. Uh, Mo Bamba got hurt. And the Lakers, you know, were able to fight and scratch and claw through a final stretch of the season that was, uh, you know, not as difficult as competition as maybe some of the other teams in the sea in, in that, in, during that stretch of the season, um, they, they played, against, <coughs> played against a lot of teams that were, you know, resting or focusing on tanking or whatever, or shadow tanking, if you want to call it that. But yeah, the Lakers won the games that they had to. They got into this predicament. They beat the team that they had to, though barely, right? Minnesota was very shorthanded. The Lakers barely beat them. Um, there have been times where the Lakers looked, even in the game that they lost the other night, where they they uh, you know they they lose by almost twenty, but in in that one the Lakers ripped off an eight zero run just like that and were right back into the game one point away. Unfortunately, obviously, Darvin Ham makes a mistake. He does, pulls AD. That game is over promptly. But, but you know, in this one, the Lakers have looked overwhelming at times when they've stuck by the things that, you know, they should stick by, physicality, length, athleticism. Um, but then they've also looked terrible when they've gotten away from those things and Darvin Ham has, you know, fallen back on his bad habits of, of ideologically speaking, focusing on, on skill over that physicality. So in this one tonight, and I'll talk about X's and O's here in a bit, but in this one tonight, you know, it's, it's going to kind of be defined by whether or not Darvin Ham recognizes the mistakes that he made over the last two games, not just the last one that the Lakers won, but the, the title of the show. And, and it's funny um, the Lakers win a playoff game. Usually downloads go way up on the other side of a, of a playoff game that the Lakers win. And I title that one, uh, the, 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 the show after the Lakers won that playoff game, Lakers win despite uh, Darvin Ham, right? And uh, you don't, I didn't see the, 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 the same kind of bump that I would normally see after a playoff game. And I, you know, I think that that has to do with people seeing that title that headline I'm like ah oh, great more more Anthony uh crying wolf or whatever um and fine like I get it you want to just celebrate a playoff win you don't want to think about anything other than hey the Lakers just won a playoff game they're one went away from advancing I get it um but the reality is those issues that I said made me nervous in terms of process came right back to bite him square in the ass in the very next game. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say other than like, yeah, we could, yeah, I could, I could talk about rainbows and clouds make of cotton, made of cotton candy. But uh, in the playoffs, you can't, you can't fuck around. And, and, and I think Darvin Ham, the last couple of games has really fucked around. And in one of them almost found out that game gets, you know, all the way to overtime and the other one full on found out. So in this one, in what. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what would that look like? What would messing around look like here in a way that is very dangerous? Well, for one thing, we've seen it the last couple games, right? The Lakers, uh, you know, giving three different stents to Malik Beasley and going right back to Beasley and Brown in the same lineup and having Beasley and Brown in the same lineup uh, without, uh, without Anthony Davis out there. Like those kinds of things just cannot happen again, right? Uh, the other, the other part of this, and I've been begging for it for <laughs> for months now, dating back to the regular season, where I was saying, hey, at some point we need to start to get a look at at the playoff rotation. Unfortunately, it turns out we were getting a look at the playoff rotation because Darvin Ham has been insistent upon playing eleven guys in playoff games. So in this one, this is your season. Man, like this is it. There is zero reason whatsoever to play Anthony Davis any fewer than 40 minutes. Probably no fewer than 42, to be honest, because of how non-AD minutes have gone in this series. Um, LeBron is going to have to play 40-plus minutes in this one. And that probably means calling a timeout here and there that you might be saving for later in the game. Uh, to be able to give LeBron a rest because 40 minutes is a little extra taxing at this stage of his career. Malik Beasley cannot play. Not gonna, It cannot happen. We cannot see Malik Beasley in this game. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., quick hook. If he goes out there and, you know, let alone missing a, a shot here and there that, that or, or passing up on a shot, but if he if he isn't stellar on defense, there's no need to have him out there. Those minutes can go to Jared Vanderbilt. He can play wing for you, and he can provide something defensively that that Troy Brown Jr. is not going to. And it's not like Troy Brown Jr. is is such a better shooter in this series than Jared Vanderbilt. Um, I think Vanderbilt has actually made more threes in this series than than Troy Brown Jr. So if if Brown doesn't have it either, gone out of the rotation. You just stick with with your starting five, uh, Schroeder and Rui and uh, maybe like Wenyan. And I really think like that's about it. That's your eight guys. And and I, I could be convinced not to have Wenyan in there either. Um, yeah, it means that these guys are going to be exhausted. And yeah, it means that like you're really going to have to punch out the Grizzlies early. But if that's what it takes, and that's what you and the Lakers are capable of doing it, man. They they were up 15 in Game Four. They beat the crap out of Memphis in Game Three. Um, in in the game that they lost by 20, they were in the they had two separate, uh, you know, maybe a few separate eight to ten o runs to get back into it when they had to. Um, in, in game one, right. They won in Memphis and in game two, uh, had, had chances to win it too. So, and that was on the road against a great home team. So like 
the Lakers are clearly the better team here when they play their main guys. The thing here is in this one with like with the with the stage set the way that it is, you have to play your main guys as much as you possibly can. You mess around even a little bit and you shrink that margin for error even a little bit here and you are playing with fire. And and Memphis, you know, you play the variance game. We have to see what happens with Luke Kennard and we have to see what happens here with with how uh Taylor Jenkins handles the rotations if Kennard cannot go. But uh yeah, like the you play with fire against this young, confident Memphis good Memphis team. Uh Bain has gotten significantly better over the course of the series. Like you 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 mess with fire here, man. You 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 mess around and you're gonna get burned. So in this one, I I, I understand that 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 uh Ham is trying to get Beasley going because at some point maybe whether it's this year or moving forward, Beasley is going to be important for the Lakers. But this is no longer the spot to try to get guys going. Importantly here, it's going to be really interesting to see also how the result of the Kings-Warriors game impacts the Lakers' approach to this one. The Lakers throughout the season have looked for any and all reasons to mess around, right? Um, and And with the Kings and Warriors playing before them and with them being able to see the score either before they go or like as they are underway, uh, that is, uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see if if the foot leaves the gas pedal even a little bit if, say, the Kings win and a Game 7 is forced. I don't think the Kings are going to win. I think the Warriors are, you know, at this point have all of the momentum in that series. Once the once the Kings lost Game 3 without Draymond, yeah, the Kings made a, a game of it in Game 4, but like it it was over in game 3 in my opinion and and in this one uh for the lakers they have to keep pace with the warriors playing an extra game um actually at this point it would be two extra games right because the lakers played a play in game that the warriors didn't have to play in so if the lakers are giving up home court and have already played two extra playoff games more than golden state that kind of stuff compounds on itself um, and yeah, the, the, there's going to be, I believe, like an extra day of rest maybe for this series whenever it gets going. But for for the sake of, you know, just keeping on schedule, and this is something I talked about a lot in, at the end of the regular season, this is, this is not a spot where like if, if the Lakers see that the Kings win, you cannot <laughs> use that as an excuse to just kind of like exhale. That, that, if anything, should push the Lakers even further and make it more important for them to win to start evening that scale or try to even that scale. The Lakers played an extra game before this series. The Warriors may be playing an extra game in their series before the Lakers go out and do that uh, and, and face them. Or the Kings playing an extra the game uh, an extra game as well to even that out with the Lakers. Like, this is, this is just absolutely crucial that the Lakers win here, not just because I don't think they can win in Memphis in, in a Game 7, being exhausted as I know they would be, but also because... And also, like, I have a feeling, because of the conversations uh, that have taken place to this point as a result of Game 5 in particular, um, I have a feeling Ham is going to cut down those rotations, 
And if the Lakers lose after cutting down those rotations, that just makes it even more difficult to win in, in Memphis. Um, and, and so like you have to win this one because it is your game seven, right? We saw, and I know that nobody likes to, to look back and remember this, but in the series that the Lakers squandered a three, one lead to Phoenix, right? Game six was the series. That was it. And, and when Tim Thomas hit that shot and the Lakers lost that game, uh, you knew right there that was the chance. The chance got away from him, and and Phoenix goes on to win this series. For the Lakers in this series, you 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 blow this game, you lose this game, and for any number of reasons, this is probably it. And and then on top of that, like even if you do lose this game and find a way to win Game Seven in Memphis against the crowd that you know already smells blood in the water. Um, you will be facing off against potentially a Warriors team that's been resting up to to wait and see you, or you know a a, a Warriors and, and and Kings team that has the momentum of 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 coming off of a Game Seven as well. So, yeah, I, I there's no other way to say this, man, and it <laughs> it's going to be painful waiting all day for this game. Um, but but the Lakers have to win this one. It is just absolutely vital, and given the opportunity in front of them then you know it, it just makes it all the more excruciating to to wait for for you know nine o'clock my time or you know whatever it is I think it's 9 30 it's a 9 30 tip my time here in central 7 30 tip uh Pacific which means like 7 40 7 45 whatever but but yeah it this is this is a <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna start rambling here in a second and I'm gonna end the podcast to avoid me rambling but this game is the season and if they if they win this one and they and they get an opportunity then to move forward season continues and and it is like a, a success of a season going from where the lakers were in, at the beginning of the season to where they are now and if they win a, a playoff series that is proof of concept enough that i think the 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 front office has to you know really deeply consider bringing everybody back no matter what it costs financially whatever it costs in terms of opportunity, depending on which superstar comes becomes available. Um, this is this is this is a real opportunity here for this group. If they want to keep this thing together, if they want to you know extend this this run that dates back to the trade deadline into the 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 season and the off season that follows, uh, gotta win this one. Speaking of success and failure and the prism that we view that stuff with in sports. Uh, Giannis gave an answer that by now I'm sure you've heard, right? He's asked if, if last season was a failure, he didn't like the question, um, went into some, some real life stuff. And I, I think like all of the takes at this point have been offered up, but I, I, I want to, I want to add this to the fray, I guess. Um, on one hand, Historically speaking, Giannis is wrong, flat out, right? On 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 when you when you're looking at like what Milwaukee's goals were, um, you know, losing in the first round to a Miami Heat team that was this close, this close to losing to the Chicago Bulls in the play-in, is a failure, especially in five, and. You know, uh, it's also interesting 
to see athletes and Kobe had a quote like this too at one point. So like before you say, oh, well, mama mentality would indicate that like failure is failure. Losing and not winning a championship makes that season a failure. Um, the thing the thing about failure in life, and this is where Giannis's question was pretty interesting, but the thing about failure in life is that moment you experience failure your story doesn't end there <laughs> almost, almost always. Right. Unless like, you know, you made a fatal decision and, and or a fatal mistake and that's it, that's it for you. But, um, for most situations you make a mistake and you have an opportunity then to learn from that mistake or you fail and you have an opportunity to learn from that failure. So this season undeniably, objectively, a failure. But it becomes even more of a failure. It becomes crippling if Milwaukee doesn't learn from this failure, right? And and I I I don't I, I think that's kind of what Giannis was touching on. I think he was trying to uh, discuss it that way. And I know he talked about some real life stuff that really does matter. And Giannis has a very different outlook on the world than most because of where he came from. Right. Um, I really hope, you know, anybody who read Mirren Fader, friend of the pods uh, book would understand that Giannis has been through enough shit that like sports ball outcomes doesn't necessarily phase him. In, in the same way that it might others. But he's also super competitive. He's also hyper competitive. So given the opportunity to cool down a little bit, he would probably say, yeah, yeah, we came up well short of our goals. But what he talked about there at the very end, and yeah, I know that I talk about this with Aaron and I give a different take on it. I've had enough time to kind of think about it a little bit. And I, I still mostly agree with Aaron that Milwaukee failed and, 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 you know, Giannis's, uh, answer was kind of, uh, you know, jazz hands to, to, to not have to acknowledge that failure in that moment because that failure hurts. Um, but still like that, that moment of failure is, is only just a moment. It's, it's only the last chapter in your book as you continue writing and when you fail, whether or not you learn from that moment is what de- is what defines the, 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 you know, the outcome there. And so like for, for Milwaukee, right for Milwaukee, um, some of the whispers around the league is that they, that, that Giannis could have gone a game earlier and, uh, Milwaukee because they were the one seed and because they had beaten Miami without Giannis said, well, let's see if we can get away with an extra one here. And then they didn't. Right. And then they dropped another one at home and then the series was over. Um, so for Milwaukee, you hope as an organization, you realize, well, you, you fuck around, you find out. Right. And, and the other, the other part of it too, for, for maybe Giannis specifically, his free throws are a real issue here. Not only the misses themselves, but also what it does to his game as he becomes reluctant to get to the free throw line. We see this with AD too, right? Um, that 
is is something that like if all he does is not acknowledge you know this failure or whatever or acknowledge his failure and not learn from it and not like take steps to make sure it doesn't happen or to rectify the things that led to this failure, then this failure starts to define him as a player moving forward, right? Not as a person. As a person, he is objectively a success, a an almost unrivaled success to go from the type of poverty that he experienced as a child to now being one of the faces of the league and one and will wind up being one of the highest paid athletes in, 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 in American sports history. Um, somebody who has his own signature shoe and should have, you know, and, and Nike executives doing whatever they can to put him on every single ad and and magazine that they can possibly plaster him on. Um, clearly, objectively, one of the incredible stories in in his generation, right? And and that is awesome. And and by the way, like his ability to in that moment identify that like yeah i <laughs> uh this the, failure is is one thing in this in this small aspect of my life but also life is bigger than this you know that that does help make him who he is and i think he deserves some credit for that but also the way that this works and what like say bucks fans care about right now no Bucks fan is sitting there saying like, oh yeah, sure, we were the odds-on favorite to win a championship this year heading into the season. Yeah, sure, we were the odds-on favorite or one of, you know, being close to the odds-on favorite to win a championship heading into the playoffs. And yeah, sure, this is the most embarrassing defeat a a one seed has ever taken in the first round. Um, But hey, at least Giannis is succeeding at life. No Bucks fan is saying that. None, <laughs> none whatsoever. And, and so like, or, or, you know, if there are some, it's, it's very, very few people and they're incredibly online and it's mostly performative. But if, you know, for, for the vast majority of those fans, they're sitting here today saying, what the fuck just happened? How can we avoid experiencing this again? So to Giannis's point and to other athletes who have echoed uh, that uh, point, the failure is just momentary. The progress that results from it or the lack thereof, that becomes the overriding failure or the overriding lesson. All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast with a bit of a riff there at the very end. Uh, we'll see how tonight goes. Uh, the plan as of right now is no matter how it goes, uh, Raj and Harrison and I will be live after the game um, everywhere that you find the show normally, whether that's on my personal Twitter, on uh, on on the pages, on, on the show's YouTube page, um, also on my Facebook, which if you want to follow that, just I think just search Anthony Irwin um, on on Facebook and you can find me there. Um, all of those places where you can find that and, and watch the show post game live. And we'll, we'll see what kind of conversation that is and, and what kind of mood I'm in as we have it. Hopefully it's a good one. And hopefully we can start looking ahead to, uh, round two. So until then, until I talk to you next, I'm Anthony Irwin. 
saying, good Lord, get through these next however many hours you have to see.